Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The Shit Show. Oh, hi. I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. That's totally awkward random. Kia ora, everyone, and welcome back to The Shit Show. We haven't been in your ears for a week because, Squish... You broke some bones. Yeah, yeah, not proud of it. Broke a couple ribs mountain biking. I feel pretty silly, but, you know, it is what it is. Paying for it now, though. But, like, not to the point where they were broken in half, right? Like, because that's what was in my head. No, you can't can't pick them up and use them as chopsticks. Um, But, (laughs) which is a little bit, I don't know, maybe that's a little bit dramatic, but... Yeah, I don't know. I've never had I've never had a broken bone before, and it's not fun. It's not cool. Oh, you've never had a broken bone before? No. Oh. After all my all my years of crashing bikes and doing stupid things, I've never actually ended up breaking a bone properly. Oh so. my god, I didn't realize that. Oh, broken I broken bones give me maybe this is not a hot take, but give me such the ick because it's like the ick. <laughs> Your bones aren't strong enough. Therefore, you're not good enough for me. Maybe that's hypocritical, but did you see the heart? Did you see the F Boy Island promo? Yeah, I was hoping you were going to talk about that today, actually, but I don't think you are. No, it's not one of my stories, but we can just talk about it now. Honestly, it was the most misogynistic, toxic shit I'd ever seen. What a stupid idea for a show. Yeah. I don't know. Self-proclaimed fuckboys going on, vying for... How did they think that was going to be a good idea? For anybody that doesn't know, basically one of the contestants on F-Boy Island has been uncovered as a, well, abuser, I guess. Well, there's been allegations, yeah, of him, like, strangling a young, a teenager sexually and, like, I don't know. It just... So they released this, like, really toxic TikTok that was, like... um, It gives me the ick... When a girl's boring, it gives me the ick when a girl talks in TikTok language. It gives me it gives me the lick, ick, the lick. It gives me the ick when a girl vapes. And in my head, I'm like, there is a time and place for like chats about the ick. Usually, they're quite harmless. These ones were like, I think calling a woman boring is one of the like, like most. Like, it's one of the worst insults you could say to someone because maybe they're just introverted. Maybe they're just like. You know, not making themselves seem really... Like, maybe they're just not putting on a show for you. I don't know. I saw that, and then, yeah, it came out that one of them actually... They hadn't done, obviously, a proper background check on him, and he had these allegations, so... You won't be tuning in? <laughs> no, I won't be tuning in. It's now been um, postponed. After all of this has come out, they sent an email being like, nope, not uh, happening yet. And then really oh, they're going to they're gonna have to edit them all out like one of the Try Guys. Oh, Oh, Nick, there's been too much tea. Had you watched The Try Guy? No. I think I'd heard of The Try Guys, like, you know, just because I'm on the internet. Yeah. But I, I was not a subscriber. I don't actually still understand what it really is. It's just a group of dudes that 
came up in that era of YouTube where it was like trying things was sort of going to get you heaps of yes. Oh, oh, like trying New yes. Zealand food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Ben liked them. Anyway, we've actually just done a whole episode on Culture Vulture about that. So if you want to know more, you can oh. <laughs> you can Whoops. go and listen to that. Um, it's also my birthday today, everyone. So thank you for... All of your, I'm sure you're screaming about it in your car. Actually, it'll be Friday when you get this, so let's just move on because... So it was Lucy's birthday a, a couple of days ago. Happy birthday, Lucy. It's shot, Jay. Congratulations on 20. To, oh, 20. Congratulations on turning 20. Yeah. Um, I'm actually 25. We also, I think by the time you're listening to this, we're on our road trip. We'll be on the second day of our roadie, so make sure you're reading the newsletter so you know where we are each day and where to come and hang out with us. Squish, let's just get right into it. What was the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week? Now, I've always had a weird feeling about this guy. Lucy, do you know of Hezbollah? I do. I know he's that really small man Russian, I think. Yeah, loves like MMA and making TikToks about... (laughs) Punching people way bigger than him. Okay, um, everyone, he is he was, really small. You know who we're talking about if you don't know the name. Yeah, yeah, Hezbollah, you know, you'll know who it is. Um, but I don't know, I've always had a weird feeling about him. Like he pushes NFTs and these flaunts mm. guns and things. I don't know. Seems kind of questionable. Mm. But anyway, he tweeted this week, good luck to my friend, President Yer Bolsonaro tomorrow. Go Brazil. What the fuck? And... Yeah, Bolsonaro replied saying, thank you, my big little buddy. I hope to see you in Brazil very soon. No, what the fuck? That's coke. Oh, my God. It's ultimate, like, champing energy. Like, no. It's like... <laughs> thank you, buddy. Thank you, my, <laughs> my big, big little, little buddy. buddy. No. <sighs> like, do you reckon he, he was paid to say that? But I don't know. It's, it's the crossover that we just didn't know like angry little man and and you know borderline dictator COVID denying big man (laughs) yeah um my weirdest thing is also a crossover we didn't need and it's also to do with leadership nick i sent you a thread about liz truss this week yeah but the the weird thing is this thread could be about any number of things liz truss has done this week true okay well this is about um some of the necklaces she chooses to wear and what they might mean. So essentially it's this person that has just done this kind of hilarious conspiracy vibe, um, deep dive into Liz Trust. She wears this circle necklace that is apparently like called a day collar in um, some sexy circles. And then also there's a necklace that's like apparently like some sperm. It's called the cum necklace. And like the whole thread was just that Liz Truss is, I mean, and you're allowed to be into whatever you're into, but the, the thread is that she's like quite openly wearing these adornments that show that she's into some kinky shit behind closed doors, right? It's quite, quite, Yeah, behind that big black Downing Street number 10 door. So Boris Johnson's having parties behind there. He's having alcohol parties. She's having sexy parties. But yeah, Nick, Liz Truss, she's not seeming like a vibe. (laughs) Yeah, she. um, the Queen asked her what the necklace was about, and then the next day she died, so. Oh. (laughs) So, is that true? Uh, I don't know. I don't know that it's not true. You know, it could be. Oh, my God. 
So the shit show, were you once were you once came for fact? Yeah, now you're coming for rampant speculation. Oh, rampant's a great word to use in context of Liz Truss's second time. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, Nick, your first story is something that I have actively avoided looking into I because I sent it to you and you'd said, I've already seen this and because it, it felt like a really squish story. So there's been a few funny cheating scandals in the world. Yes. Um, over the past couple of weeks, there have been a, a number of high profile cheating scandals that have rocked their own sporting worlds. Um, so the first happened a couple of weeks ago. And it was almost going to be my weirdest thing at the time. Um, you may have heard of it, but for those who haven't heard about the biggest chess scandal since the Queen's Gambit, um, 19-year-old Hans Nyman was accused of cheating by the way of vibrating anal beads connected to AI after he bet the world number one chess grandmaster, Magnus Carlsen. What the fuck? So... He was sitting there with anal beads in that would vibrate and tell him the move. There isn't actually any solid evidence oh. as to the cheating. Um, so I think that's that's the working theory, which I've thought about. Oh, you thought about doing? <laughs> yeah, I've thought about doing for this. <laughs> um, Morse coding me my script. No, I don't know how it would work. Well, I mean, I it's, like, it's AI. Do any of us understand how it works? No, but I'm thinking just like, how does the vibrations tell him not to do that move or so or whatever? Like, oh. if he moves his hand across the to the top of one of the pieces, the knight, for example, does it go like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. What if he accidentally gets too aroused, like as it's um, vibrating and he just knocks what, them the- all over? No. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the board flies away and all the chess pieces go everywhere. In my head, he's like, it's before he's even made the move. Like, when the guy's done, when the other person's done his move, it vibrates, like, seven times to move a pawn, one time to move a blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> but then there's just a lot of vibrating, so. How yeah, how many chess pieces are on the board? <laughs> oh, God. I don't know, but. Nick, I'm 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 loving that story. Um, yeah, look, Hans Hans has said that he will he will play naked to disprove the cheating rumours. Um, oh. If they want me to strip fully naked, I will do it. So, well, there's uh, a bit of spreading that would have to go on as well. Like you can still hide. Yeah, <laughs> what do they have to? Hey, get you're naked. thinking a little bit too much about this. <laughs> oh, look, I'm just trying to make sure it's a fair match. It must be embarrassing for the world champion to lose to an idiot like me, Nyman said in an, in an interview shortly after. I feel bad for him. Oh, God. So, yeah. Aww. There was 500 grand on the line for this. Shit. And also, how else do you, like, what What was that guy's name? Chess Grandmaster. How do you get a title like that? I want to be Podcast Grandmaster. Oh, you have to stop missing weeks if you want to do that. <laughs> or, or, or put some anal beads in. Yeah, well, I'll have a think about it. In other high-level tournament cheating news, Scandal has rocked the uh, the Lake Erie Walleye Trail Fishing Tournament. Um, I know you were having your eyes eyes on that, Lucy, so I'm interested to hear your, your thoughts on this. Um, after it was revealed that the winning fishermen had apparently stuffed their walleye fish with weights. What the fuck? Like, surely that one is one that is, you know it's going to come out. That's pretty blatant. Um so the, the the aptly named director of the, the tournament, his name's Jason Fisher, oh, <laughs> which is almost taking the piss. That's like simulation level stuff. Yeah. Thought 
the fish that were presented by the tournament winners, Jacob Runyon and Chase Kaminsky, looked weird. Um, there's a there's a video that has gone like super viral where you can hear people yelling to call the cops and how he needs to go to jail, <laughs> which I thought was a little bit over the top, but it is America. But you can see them cutting open the fish and pulling like big lead sinkers oh out. Oh my god! And even like filleted fish, they've shoved more fish inside <gasps> of the fish to make it way more. So, and the- which <sighs> is pretty blatant and you can see why people were so upset about it well yeah you actually can and i wonder like this must have happened before right this isn't the first time someone's shoved some shit in a fish to make it way more but maybe this is the most high high scale like big scale we've seen no pun intended what was that it's was that a triple entendre because <laughs> oh, nice. weight scales fish scales and the scale of things oh it was lucy that's like, it's a real that's some real jay-z type shit that's good well, and at 6.30 in the morning, too. Fuck. Damn. Well, Lucy, conveniently, Jacob Fisher, when he isn't moonlighting as a competitive angling competition um, organiser, he is a cop in the suburb of Cleveland. Because um, it is apparently illegal in much of America to cheat in a fishing tournament, would you believe? Oh, shit. Well, I mean, otherwise, everyone would be doing that. In Texas, defrauding a fishing tournament with prizes worth more than $10,000 carries a maximum fine of $10,000 and a possible 10-year stay in a state prison. What the... F- that is... I mean, it's Texas, so... The, the prize money out for grabbing this particular competition was $30,000, which is a lot of uh, a lot of bits of battered fish down at the Springland's Fish and Chip Shop, I'll tell you that. Fuck. God, I love that scandal. I love that they just shove shit in the fish. Like, it's such a basic thing. The video is insane. They're basically just, like, cutting open all these fish and just lead weights are just dropping out while the dude's standing there and everyone's, like, yelling, (laughs) He needs to go to jail! Call the police! (laughs) That's fucking hilarious. Oh, great story. Thank you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Good. My story is, well, I was going to say my story's less great, but I honestly think that it's becoming one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Nick, you have probably heard about the protests happening in Iran at the moment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So for anyone that hasn't, I'm actually sure that most of us have by now, but I'll just give a brief rundown of why women, largely women, are protesting in Iran at the moment. So last week, or two weeks ago now maybe it was, Iran's morality police, who are essentially like undercover agents who like enforce the rules on how women dress or present themselves or... And again, it's mostly women, how they just are in the world. Yeah. Um, and also just morality police. Like, come on. Anyway, they detained 22-year-old Masa Amini allegedly for wearing the mandatory headscarf improperly. And so you'll all know that um, even if you're a traveller coming into Iran or if you're living there and travelling around or if you're just, you know, resident there – um, 
you have to wear a headscarf. You have to cover up um, more than just a headscarf. But for Marsa, this is what she was pulled up by the morality police for. And while she was in custody, she, quote, unquote, entered a coma. And then two days later, she died. So Iranian police say that she died after a stroke and suffering cardiac arrest. But other witnesses and basically the majority of people that are commenting on this say that she actually died after sustaining blows to the head and she didn't just have some sort of freak accident while she was in police custody. Um, this, This was... By the looks of it, at the hands of the people the mor- in power. The morality yeah. police. Yeah. And so here's what Human Rights Watch reported on it. The Iranian news outlet Etanad reported that the morality police arrested, arrested Masa, who was with her brother, in front of the Hagani metro station in Tehran for what authorities described as improper hijab. They told her brother she was being taken to the morality police headquarters for an educational and orient educational and orientation class. Two hours later, Marcel's brother discovered that his sister had been taken to a hospital. According to the media report, he said that while he was waiting for his sister outside the police headquarters, he and others heard screaming. Multiple women who left the building said they killed someone in there. So, yeah, there were some witness reports from around the place, Nick, and they did not make it seem like she had just fallen into a coma. Yeah, fuck. Imagine how horrific that would be. Fuck. I know. And so now what's really, it's like something that we haven't seen in years. I think there was huge protests in 2009 and then huge protests in 2017. But in recent years, this is the biggest sort of wave of protest, especially led by women that um, we've seen in Iran and around the world uh, standing for... Not just Masa, who was the woman who died, but like standing against the Iranian rule and all the fucked up rules that are imposed on women over there. So there's been huge, huge protests um, in the streets. Women have been burning their headscarves. They've been cutting off their hair. They've been shouting death to the dictator. They've been just really fucking brave. Today, actually, and I just posted this on Shit You Should Care About, there have been schoolgirls, like young teenagers, removing their headscarves, um, stomping on the photos of authorities that are hanging up in their schools, pulling the finger at the photos and, like, taking photos of the backs of their heads, giving the finger to the authorities. Um, It's just real, real brave shit and really dangerous shit. It's also so hard for us to get any, like access to footage or news about what's happening over there because things like I mean Iran already didn't have things like Facebook or TikTok or Twitter or even Telegram and now they don't even have WhatsApp Instagram or Skype or they have really restricted access to all these social media um, platforms the internet has been like really unreliable there's just been like just basically whatever the authorities can do to try and like make us think this isn't happening or to squash dissent they are doing i mean again the basic things like demonstrators and activists being arrested that's happening on like a huge scale but then also nick like people have been killed i think um so state tv says that 41 people have been killed by 
authorities at at this point, but an Oslo-based human rights um, like watch group who have been sort of doing their best to report on this say that 92 people at the moment, probably mostly women, there's no way to really know, have been killed by, like police are just firing bullets at, you know, protesters. And it's just like, it really is massive, um, I'm just going to read a really quick paragraph from NBC because I think it sums up kind of how big it is. For the conservative Islamic theocracy of 86 million people whose rigid laws forbid any dissent and impose fearsome punishments for those deemed a threat to the ruling regime, the acts of rebellion are huge and the first time a protest movement of this scale has been led by women. Appearing in public as a woman without the head covering is a criminal offence in Iran and carries the consequence of prison time. So these women are risking their lives, they're risking their livelihoods, they could go to prison, but fuck, it's so brave, Nick. Like, imagine. It is, and it's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know, as you've been speaking, I've been trying to think of, like, ways to describe my emotion about it, Mm. and I think frustrating... I don't know, it seems kind of underwhelming, but yeah. because what can we do? I know. You know, like short of going there and demonstrating ourselves, it's like, fuck. Truly. I mean, and there have been... It's, it's, it's so wrong. Like, it's... it's yeah. And the fact that yeah. it's, um, like, rules and laws that we can't even fathom applying to us here and people are dying yeah. over there for it. I mean, the one thing that I've seen most people say that you can do is... Any of the videos you do see that do make it out of Iran, if if they're not putting anyone in danger, sharing them and, like, making sure that before connectivity is totally fucking gone, um, we're helping some of the footage get out. And then New Zealand has, in the past week, had some protests ourselves. Um, Yeah. Anyway, it's just something that we should all keep following, I think. Like, don't – it's – I feel like we say this all the time, but, like, we, can, we shouldn't just forget about it as fucked up as the news cycle gets. It moves on. Something else big will happen, but these women will keep keep fighting the good fight until either things changed or the scary alternative uh, happens. Squish, you have a, a story from Ukraine. Yeah. So I could have picked any number of Russia-Ukraine stories to talk about this week. You know, for example, the Nordstrom pipeline apparent sabotage causing one of the world's you know worst single event ecological disasters or putin marching a convoy of battlefield specific nuclear weapons towards the front lines um but i've chosen for something a little a little less grim i guess um it's another argument to how this is the first extremely online war um so a check crowdfunding campaign has successfully raised more than 2.3 million Mm. New Zealand dollars to buy equipment for the Ukrainian army. So dubbed a gift for Putin, the campaign received donations from 11,000 individual donors and organisers say it is the first purchase of its kind. The purchase, a modernised Soviet-era T-72 tank named Thomas the Tank. Great name. Love the name. It's not painted blue and it doesn't have a face on the front like Thomas the Tank Engine. Um which is probably good in a battlefield sort of context. Imagine a big blue a big blue tank oh, yeah. rolling through the through the fields. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not an expert but not exactly super stealthy I wouldn't have thought. Um 
in a message posted to Twitter, the Czech Defence Minister Jana Sernatrova joked that contributors had bought Russian President Vladimir Putin, who marks his 70th birthday on the 7th of October, a proper present. His birthday is just two days after yours, Lucy. I know. Libra, Libra babies. <laughs> This isn't the only crowdfunding campaign that has happened so far in this conflict. The Ukrainian government set up uh, the campaign United24, uh, been backed by a host of celebrities. Um, so far, it has raised more than $196 million, um, which is a little bit more than the checks, but it has been used to pay for 986 drones, 20 sets of night vision goggles, and a military helicopter. Um, funds have also been used for humanitarian projects but none of these things has a, a, a name as cool as Thomas the Tank when I picture night vision goggles all I picture is Brennan and Dale in their bedrooms yeah, yeah. Brothers. and I'm like why the <laughs> fuck do you need night vision goggles <laughs> Zelensky turning on yeah. the lights and <laughs> <laughs> anyway as with everything there are two sides to the story uh, in this case it's no different uh, there are reports suggesting money has been raised by pro-war Russian groups, um, often used to purchase food, clothing, boots, basic equipment, um, often been in short supply for the Russians. And I'm no expert in running an army, but I would have thought those things are something you'd want to have sorted out like plenty of time before an invasion. But... Yeah, I mean, if we've learnt anything, it's that Russia, for all their gumption and... I don't know, Will, haven't really slayed the house down like they assumed. Russia hasn't slayed. <laughs> well, like, you know, they thought it was going to be a walkover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they thought they were going to just waltz on in. This probably isn't that important, but there also have been reports of mandatory crowdfunding, which I think is just called stealing. <laughs> yeah. Mandatory crowdfunding. In Russia or in Ukraine? Yeah, yeah, in Russia. Um. People that work for Gazprom have been forced to send a thousand rubles to buy medications. Oh, it's not not quite as charming as Thomas the Tank, is it? No. Um, but what I will say is that whoever is doing Ukraine's PR, publicity, and maybe even propaganda, like they're doing a fucking good job. There's like obviously a war going on. Both sides are committing like you know war stuff. Russia waged the war and fuck them and they invaded Ukraine. And Ukraine is clapping back with, like, some really cute media. And that's what it's all about. And they're, like, Twitter account and shit like that. Like, it's just, I don't know. The whole idea of it being an extremely online war is just bizarre. Watching it play out is cray. And I just think that the propaganda... Or the publicity from Ukraine. I was going to say, we've reached whole new levels of propaganda machines now, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. We've we're gone past dropping leaflets out of the back of a C-130. Yeah. We're we now tweeting. We're now doing memes. Now, Nick, quick tone shift, as we often have on the shit show, because we're talking about the news, and the news is, I don't know, never all good. or I mean, mostly all bad, but anyway. Um, Nick, I'm assuming you've heard about the tragedy that has been the Indonesian football stadium deaths. Yeah, fuck. Like, this is actually, if you sit and think about it and put it into perspective, just a huge-scale tragedy. So at least 125 people have been killed and another 320 have been injured 
in a stampede at an Indonesian football game. This has become one of the world's worst ever stadium disasters. So what happened was, after the Javanese club Arima were defeated by their rivals Persibaya Surabaya, police started firing tear gas at fans who were invading the pitch. So there's one thing happening here. There's a slight riot or a slight upset, you know, or, or an upset, maybe not slight, about a team losing, fans invading the pitch, and then police coming in and thinking that they're doing the right thing, I guess, by fucking firing off tear gas inside a football stadium, which led to, obviously widespread panic thousands and thousands of people trying to get out the stadium exits and so like you're seeing just a surge of people running towards the exits exits not wanting to be like suffocated by the tear gas or whatever and then so obviously they get crushed and unfortunately trampled and suffocated and like I mean I think 125 or 129, possibly more, dead in this manner is just, like, unfathomable. That's so many people. And then to have, what, over 300 more injured and, like, people suffering, like, brain injuries and, like, I saw someone that had a broken neck and, like, Nick, it's just so fucked. I mean, the youngest kid who died was three there's also been reports of a 17 year old and I mean heaps of others who I assume haven't been identified or haven't been um public like made public yet some Nick of the officers who fired tear gas are being investigated um the police and the the police chief has been fired FIFA the obviously football body, governing body, has said no crowd control gas should ever be used. And like, I just think it was like a fucking stupid reaction to a pitch invasion. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Pretty fucking stupid. It's so stupid. I saw like some people saying the only way that like they survived was by running to the top of the stadium, covering their mouths, and just waiting for people to leave. But, like, that's really hard to do when there's tear gas around as well. And then, yeah, waiting for people to leave. And then, like, having to run out over, like, bodies. Apparently the football teams were, like, holding people. The actual players were holding people in their arms as they were dying. Like, honestly, like, I don't know. I just don't have – considering it's a podcast, it's a really bad thing. But I just don't have words for something like this. It's like – Be a minimum that police chief should be set. Yeah, he should have been fucking trained properly in the first place, or whoever made that call. Even yeah, even bringing two uh, guests uh, there, fuck, like, yeah, I don't know. So obviously, thoughts go out to everyone involved in that. But fuck, like it's just insane numbers. I know. When I saw that, like, I, w- I got a BBC notification. I was fucking shocked. You know how much the world sort of reacted to Astro World, and that was ten people. And then, I mean, it would be good to see the same amount of like outrage not even outrage the same amount of attention on this being not from an incredibly western country i was gonna say with astro world you could it was easy to i guess well not blame but you know put travis out yeah. as a scapegoat sort of thing but it's yeah. you could do this for so many 
so many other things that a, a police you know department has done yeah but we just don't hold them to the same yeah. standard is you know it's easy just to go oh Trevor Scott yeah. caused this um it doesn't quite yeah. happen so easily when it's a you know a city's police department exactly yeah. now squish i don't know if you do have a good news story to finish us off uh no i saw that you've written <laughs> You've written in a good news story there on the script, though. The good news story is we're going on a roadie, lol. Um, and, that, I mean, that is good news. It's going to be two weeks of just, like, the most content we've probably ever made. And we're coming through Blenheim. So, we'll st- oh, Squish, will you be there or you be in the States? No, I'll be here. Sweet. So, we'll be doing some shit shows. Or are we doing some shit shows from the road? We'll be doing Culture Vulture from the road. We'll be doing... The newsletter from the road, everything is going to be... It's basically like New Zealand's Channel 5, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, New Zealand's Channel 5, except for it's for coffee catch-ups and not for actually getting in <laughs> the mix of scary things. But anyway, you should read the newsletter and find out where we're coming to have coffee and come have one with us because that's the whole point of this thing is to actually meet some of y'all. Yeah. And if you listen to the shit show and you want to bring a gift for Squish, I'll pass it on to him. <laughs> yeah, sadly I won't be there. Squish won't be there, but in spirit. As always, go and follow Squish over on the shit show Instagram. Come and read the daily newsletter. Come and see us on our road trip. Come and listen to Culture Vulture. Come and consume all the shit we do because most of it's pretty good. Some of it, debatable, but yeah. we're human. Yeah. I mean, if you've gotten this far through this, then... Uh, <laughs> yeah, then good on you. And I'm going to go celebrate my B-Day. Alrighty. See you later. Bye, everyone. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.